Guys, welcome back to another amazing episode. It is the TOEFL ITP reading. It is back. It has been an unbelievable long time, whether you're listening to this on the podcast or whether you are watching this on YouTube. I know all of you were probably wondering, why is there so much IBT? It's because IBT over the last six months had completely catapulted me into stardom. So my goal was to, of course, focus a little bit more on the IBT. And now, because I have to make sure I attend to all my goals and whatnot, I decided to go back to ITP. So I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited about this. Again, new background. I got my home office and everything going, and I am very excited to be diving back into TOEFL ITP reading. So if this is your first time listening to me on podcasts or on, of course, YouTube, know that I have courses in all four. The structure, okay? The written expression, the reading, and the listening. That's available right now. The structure, okay? The structure and the written expression are both together. If you buy one, you get the other one for more than 30% off. So $57 plus only $27, 84 in total. So before I even go into that, it just reminded me, big shout out to Abdul of Kuwait for buying my course and big shout out for getting the 60. Uh, I believe, oh my God, Nong Fu, I believe his name is, uh, out here in Thailand. He needed a 550 and I said, who for Thai students, 550 is catastrophically high, okay? And he ended up coming back a month later. He just bought my course without telling me and he's like, man, I need help. I need help with listening. And he went through it and he got a 60 overall in listening and eclipsed in 563. I don't know what he got before, but obviously he got, you know, he got less than a 550. So big shout out to the both of you. So, so excited. And now I'm going to be refocusing back on this because I know there are a lot of people who ended up following this channel because of that. And so I just want to say big shout out to everyone. The listening is fully available right now. The practice tests uh, B and C are going to be coming out soon, along with some of my segments in terms of that. And of course, more grammatical uh, sections. There are going to be sneak peeks in terms of the very difficult reading that will be coming out on my uh, in sneak peek form, but the full video will be on my reading course, which is available for $57. So again, if you would like all four courses, make sure you message me directly because instead of paying 57 and then of course, what is it? Uh, 84 and then adding on another 114, I will be discounting that for maybe let's just say between June 1st and uh, June 30th. So hold me to my word. If you have any questions, follow me on the Arsenio's ESL podcast page. All right. And without that, and with that thorough introduction being said, people, let's share the screen. So here I am. We're going to be doing a full section of reading, baby. We got 10 questions. And because I've been doing so much IBT, I now know how to identify things much faster when it comes to ITP, except that very first question, which we're going to be diving into. So with that being said, people, we got the cola can fish. That's right. You're probably saying, no, this is that koala can. I don't give a damn if it's a Coca-Cola, koala, kalala, kalua, a koala. Okay. I ain't, I don't give a damn about this fish that may have been extinct, okay? The fish is gone. I never met it before. He gets no respect. The name gets no respect from me. I don't know how to pronounce it. Whoever named this fish is an idiot. So with that being said, let's focus here. We got the Coca-Cola fish, all right? And our first question, no, you're not going to read it. Tip number one, never read the passage because everything you read, you're going to forget, okay? Now put it into your own words, which is a technique that I've been using for my IBT reading. We'll discuss that in later videos, but nonetheless, let's go straight to the questions. That's what you have to do. So 
the passage is about a fish. Now we have four answers, of course, that is extinct, that once was extinct, that is becoming extinct, and that surprisingly is not extinct. Now, in order for us to understand what's going on with this particular fish and everything, what we have to do is we need to understand exactly the first thesis to each of the paragraphs, but at the same time, you might be able to get the foot, you know, that first question, okay, that first question in the first paragraph. So if you would like to hurry up and quickly scan it, given the fact that you have a short amount of time to complete it, go ahead. If not, go to the second question and remind yourself to go back to the initial question. Because after you understand all the context of the passage, it's going to be much easier to answer the overall question. The passage primarily focuses on type of question. All right. But for, this, for all, you know, intents and purposes, let's just jump into the first paragraph. It says, unlike these fish, which are actually extinct. <gasps> oh, yes, that's right. There was a question that preceded the overall question. And it was about what was the main topic of the paragraph before. Now, that question has been completely expunged. It no longer exists. They don't use those questions anymore. Okay, and you know what's really bothering me right now? This little thing that's coming out, but I can't do anything about it. It's so weird. Okay, anyways. All right, so in saying that, let's come back to it. That question is no longer on TOEFL ITP. If it is, please comment down below and say, Arsenio, that comment is there, and I'll do a full section for you. Yes, you, on that particular section. Not section, section. Holy shit, what is going on? So here we go. You see the contrast. There's a stark contrast between obviously, unlike these fish, which are, are, are actually extinct, the Coca-Cola is a type of fish that was believed to be extinct. What does that mean? That means it is not extinct. <laughs> In the first sentence, you got your answer. So whatever the fish was that was being talked about before this paragraph, which we do not know because that question no longer exists, we know that it is a direct contradiction in terms of what is being stated right now. Unlike these fish, which are actually extinct, that means the fish that was mentioned before is actually extinct. The Coca-Cola is obviously not because unlike these, which are actually extinct, the Coca-Cola was believed to be extinct, but it really isn't. So if we come back down to the answers, the passage is about a fish that is extinct. No, it's not. The fish that was before, it mentioned before it was or is, but this one apparently is not based on the information that we have in the first two lines. That once was extinct. No, doesn't say anything about it being once extinct. That is becoming extinct. Didn't mention that. It says that surprisingly is not extinct because unlike these fish, which are extinct, this fish is not extinct. It was believed to be extinct, but it really isn't. The answer is D. So understand, listen, it's not always going to be like that. It's not always going to be like that. Look at the subordinating conjunctions, the unlike, okay, which are actually extinct, that non, that non-defining relative clause that adds a little piece of information within the sentence. Fantastic. Understanding this will help you go a long way, okay? It most certainly will, but it's not always going to be like that, especially in these hard-ass tests that you're getting on TOEFL ITB, period. Okay? Period. All right? So, that being said, let's go on to the next question. All right? So, before I do, to sum up, strategy number one, make sure you answer the overall question at the end. 
Because if you scan the passage for the overall, you're going to waste so much time. But yet, if you actually commit and do the other questions, it's going to be much easier for you to answer the overall question, right? So keep that in mind. Now, number two, it can be inferred from the passage that the first dinosaurs most likely appeared on Earth around, here we go, first dinosaurs appeared on Earth is what we're looking for. Now, our numbers is 150 million years ago, 250, 350, and 450. So this is what I call a numbers game. These questions are easy because what I found here in the second paragraph is 350. I found 100 and I found 70. Now, here we go. If we look at this, the first dinosaurs arrived. And it says here, from fossil remains of the Coca-Cola, paleontologists have determined that the Coca-Cola was in existence around 350 million years ago. That's not a dinosaur. It doesn't indicate it being a dinosaur just yet. We have to look for the first mention of dinosaur, which comes in the next line. During the Paleozoic era, more than 100 million years before the first dinosaurs arrived on Earth. So when... This is a simple math game. When did the dinosaurs arrive? We already know 250 million years ago. Yes, 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 yes. We already know. You just got to do the simple math. They arrived 100 million years before. If they arrived 350, these goddamn things arrived at 250. Okay? I'm sorry, not these goddamn things. If these goddamn Coca-Colas arrived at 350, then we know them goddamn dinosaurs arrived at 250. That's it. It's a simple numbers game. Come on, people. You got to know your basic math for TOEFL. I know it's testing English, but math is math. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Next question. We're believed to have died out after existing for 70, 140, 280, or 350 million years. Now, this is why I highlighted the next 70. Okay. Because in sequence, in the next line, is well, in the first line, it was 350 million years. Second line was 100 million, and then 70 million in the third. So let's check this out. Dinosaurs arrived at 250. They were there at 350. The most recent fossilized Coca-Colas date from around 70 million years ago. Okay. Near the end of the Mesozoic era and near the end of the age of dinosaurs. This is when the recent fossilized Coca-Colas came because no fossilized remnants of Coca-Colas from the last 70 million years have been found. So the Coca-Cola was believed to have died out around the same time as the dinosaurs. That's it. They were believed to die out at the same time as the dinosaurs. So again, dinosaurs arrived at 250. They arrived at 250, right? Okay. The Coca-Colas arrived at 350. And the Coca-Colas died around seven. The first fossils came around 70 million. So 70 minus from that 350, what do we got, people? 280, right? Because they died out 70 million years ago, same time as the dinosaurs, because that astronomical huge event, boom! Apparently a big-ass meteorite hit Mexico and blew the whole goddamn thing apart in about 70 million years ago. So 280C, number three, is your answer. This is too easy. Let's keep it going. Ooh, it can be inferred from the passage that the word colacan comes from the Greek word for, or studio, where do I look for? Greek. You have to look for the first mention of Greek. That's it. 
And we know that in the second paragraph, it's all about when the Coca-Colas died out, <laughs> when the Coca-Colas came and when the dinosaurs came, right? So we got to go to the third paragraph. We know that it goes in sequence. The prehistoric Coca-Cola studied by paleontologists, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now here we go. What I'm looking for, okay, is the word Greek. Now, if we go to these answers, it says extinct fish, hollow spine, sharp teeth, bony fingers. So let's check this out. Extinct fish. Okay. Now, the first thing I see is right here, hollow spine. All right. Let me hurry up and highlight that. Okay. Now, I got sharp teeth over here. And then what was the, what was the last one again? Sharp teeth, bony fingers. I don't know if fish have fingers, but who knows, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they look like back then, but here we go. Fingers, 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 fingers. I'm scanning, I'm scanning, I'm scanning bone and muscular development. Fingers, 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 fingers. Cannot find fingers. Fingers are out. Get the hell out of here. So we're eliminating D. Okay. Now, what does cola can mean? Extinct fish? Do you really believe the word cola can comes from extinct fish? Nah, I, unlikely. So here we go. Let's break it down. It was named for its hollow spine and was known to have been a powerful carnivore because of its many sharp teeth. Now it was named, not what its attributes are, which are the sharp teeth, what it's named for. So if we go to number four, it comes from the Greek word for hollow spine, right? Because it was named for the word comes from what? Not the attributes in terms of sharp teeth. Those are the attributes, what the fish actually possessed. You got to understand context, people. You got to. I dive into it in my reading course for sure. So with that being said, let's keep it going. What is stated in the passage about the prehistoric Coca-Cola? Okay, so here we go. It was a rather feeble fish. It lived on plants. It had a few teeth. It moved its teeth in an unusual way. So let's keep it going. And if we come down here, we're, we're looking at teeth, teeth, teeth. Okay. Now, if we look at this, ah, okay. Characteristic hollow spine, distinct fins. I'm looking at a couple of other things. We need to look at the whole teeth thing, right? Because it looks like, oh, there it is. Now, oh, let's check this out. Oh, no, I just literally just put that somewhere else. Why did that just happen? Okay. Okay. Here we go. It was known for its sharp and especially because of its sharp teeth. Okay. Here we go. There we go. Oh my God. Why did that happen? And a special joint in the skull that allowed the ferocious teeth to move in. Why is that still there? Oh, okay. Here we go. To move in coordination with the lower jaw. Does that make sense? Move in coordination with the lower jaw. So if we look at this, it says, okay, a special joint in the skull allowed the teeth to move in coordination with the lower jaw. So I don't know how the hell they could do that, but that's all the information I found. So if I look here, and again, going back to the question, what is stated in the passage about the Coca-Cola? Now, if I saw the word feeble, it lived on plants. It had a few teeth, didn't indicate that. It moved its teeth in an unusual way. D would be your answer. Because ferocious teeth to move in coordination 
Okay, a special joint is another key phrase that relates to, oh, it had a special joint and it allowed them to do things this way. That's what we're looking at. Does that make sense, people? So again, understanding, like I said before, context. So moving on, moving on. Let's get into uh, the next one. So here we go. Number six, the pronoun it refers to, this is a very easy way. I found that this actually works on the TOEFL IBT very, very well. So when we look at the word it, okay, it's actually referring to the subject of the previous sentence. That's it. So let's go check out it. Now, remember, A, Coca-Cola, B, joint, C, coordination, D, jaw. So let's go check this out and see if this technique actually works. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So it says here, it also had a pair of fins with unusual bony and muscular development. Now, obviously, this pertains to that a third paragraph where it, again, introduced the Coca-Cola, right? And it talked about the characteristics that differentiated it from other fish. So here we go. Let's break down this entire massively massive sentence before. It says, it was named for its hollow spine and was known to have been a powerful carnivore because of its sharp teeth. Many and, I'm sorry, many, I'm sorry, because of its many sharp teeth and a special joint in the skull that allowed the ferocious teeth to move to moving, I'm sorry, allowed the ferocious teeth to move in coordination with the lower jaw. It also had a pair of fins. So it also had a pair of fins. Like what could have had a pair of fins? Can the jaw have a pair of fins? No. Can the coordination have a pair of fins? No, we're talking about something that the lower jaw can do. Can the joint have lower fins? Absolutely not. We're talking about the fish Coca-Cola in general. A is your answer. So yes, it referred to that previous one. We're going to be talking about a hell of a lot more of these, you know, these, um, what is it? The personal pronoun and the reference type questions because I love them so much now because they're actually quite easy. So uh, nonetheless, let's keep it going. Number seven, according to the passage, why are scientists sure that the prehistoric Coca-Cola was a flesh eater? Now, here we go. Hollow spine, size of the skull, shape and movement of the teeth, and its unusual bony and muscular development. So we're looking for flesh eater, something in regards to the flesh eating and why were scientists sure because of it. So do you think the hollow spine refers to flesh eating? The size of the skull refers to flesh eating, shape and movement of teeth, potentially. Unusual bony muscular development, maybe. But let's just keep that in mind and let's go find flesh eating because this is going to make things much, much easier for us to understand. So here we go. Why did the scientists believe that it was flesh eating? Okay. Now that allowed, oh, here we go. The unusual bony and muscular development that allowed the Coca-Cola to dart around the ocean floor. So it does not, it does not pertain to flesh eating, right? Okay. Sharp teeth. Okay. Oh, here we go. It was named for its hollow spine. It was known to have been a powerful carnivore because of its sharp teeth. Whew. Okay, so let's keep it going because I'm still trying to look for a specific question that relates to, obviously, why do they believe that it was flesh eating, okay? And so 
what we have to do is continue going on. If we look at that next, well, what is it? The next paragraph, it talks about being caught off the coast of South Africa in 1938. Examples have been found in waters. This modern version of Coca-Cola is not exactly the same as the prehistoric cousin. Today's Coca-Cola is larger than its prehistoric, prehistoric relative. However, the modern version of Coca-Cola still possesses a characteristic, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It talks nothing about flesh eating. So if we look at carnivore, that's probably the best and deadest giveaway, okay? And so what I had said before, was it the hollow spine that relates to flesh eating? No. Was it the size of the skull? Didn't mention, talked about the carnivore and then it related to the teeth. So then I would go with C, C being the answer because again, because the shape and movement of the teeth the unusual bony and muscular development means it could actually, uh, what is it, swim across the bottom of the ocean. It does not pertain to it being a carnivore, does it? So to hurry up and drive this point home, was known to have been a powerful carnivore because of its sharp teeth and the special joint in the skull that allowed its teeth, you see what I mean? Teeth, repetition, repetition, carnivore, there it is. C would be the best answer for number seven. All right, let's keep it going. How many modern Coca-Colas have been found? Ooh, only one, only two, only a few, or quite a few. Now let's go to the next paragraph because I already said it. In the catch of a fishing boat, a living specimen, et cetera, et cetera. And since then, numerous other examples of Coca-Cola have been found in the waters. Other numerous other examples, meaning a number of them. So what best relates to a number? Quite a few. D would be your answer. So then number nine, what is not true about the prehistoric Coca-Cola according to the passage? Oh, this is a longer one. All right, so here we go. It was smaller than the modern Coca-Cola. No, the modern Coca-Cola is actually bigger. Okay, so again, if we look at this, Oh, the prehistoric Coca-Cola was definitely smaller than the modern. Yes, that's correct. Remember what is not true. See, I almost confused the hell out of myself right then and there. So what we have, it had a hollow spine and distinctive fins. It weighed less than 150 pounds. It measured as much as six feet in length. So all those details are what I had stated here. Today's Coca-Cola is larger than its prehistoric relative, measuring up to six feet. So today's Coca-Cola measured up to six feet in length and weighed up to, or it weighs up to 150 pounds. And then it talks about its distinctive fins too. Now, remember, we're going to the, what is not true about the prehistoric. It measured as much as six feet in length. The modern measured six feet in length, not the prehistoric. Context of details, people. Now, it weighed less than 150, yes, because the modern one weighs how much? 150. It had a, a hollow and distinctive fins that was stated above. And again, going back to the bottom of that paragraph, it says, however, the modern version of Coca-Cola still possesses the same characteristic hollow spine and distinctive fins. That's it. It has the same thing. So we're looking for the not, right? Context, people. Context. So here we go. Which paragraph describes the earlier version of the Coca-Cola, okay? The earlier version of the Coca-Cola, all right? 
Now, here we go. The earlier, this is actually pretty easy because at the, you just have to look at the thesis. We're talking about the earlier version, right? The prehistoric Coca-Cola in paragraph three, it says everything. So therefore C would be the answer because it says the prehistoric and it talks about all the details of the prehistoric. The fourth paragraph talks about the modern. Okay, and then it talks about when it was found in the second paragraph. And of course, you know, introducing everything in the first paragraph. There it is. That's how you do it. That is a full passage for everyone out there. If you're watching this on my blog, again, make sure you tune in and see if you are interested in the TOEFL ITP reading course, which shows all these details in like very, very detail. Okay, if you're looking for structure, written expression, all that good stuff, it is available including listening. So with that being said, people, I just want to say thank you so much. And I will be seeing you on the next amazing podcast and video over and out.